Welcome to Intune. I'm your co-host, Matt Rector, an aspiring luthier from Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm your other co-host, Ethan Morissette, a music producer and founder of Blue Haven Music based in Minnesota. Our goal is to provide value to enterprising musicians, artists, and craftspeople by sharing our conversations and the lessons we've learned along the way. If you like our content, help us out by following us and giving us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Tune in for new episodes on the first and third Wednesday of each month. This is episode 20. Today, Ethan and I are going to talk a little bit about how we consume music and sort of our opinions on that. Uh, You know, the way that we listen to music has definitely changed over our lifetimes. So we're going to be discussing that and uh, talking a little bit about our own personal experiences. Uh, I'll let Ethan kick things off. Um, What would you say is the the primary way you listen to music right now and how has that changed? I would say the primary way I listen to music right now is by by making it myself. <laughs> um <laughs> okay. I would say the primary way I listen to music right now is Spotify. Probably like millions of other people out there. Probably like you listening to this podcast. Potentially on Spotify right now. Uh, maybe something else. But um, that's the main way I consume music. And the reason is... I thought is, you were going to say the butt xylophone. <laughs> the main way that I listen to music <laughs> these days is through the butt xylophone. Um, you see... All right, it we'll is have to edit that part out. But best instrument. I'm not editing that out. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's Spotify, and the reason is is it's the most convenient, and I can pay ten dollars a month and basically have access to millions and millions and millions of songs. So, for me, someone who loves music, it's a no brainer. Um, but that, like you said, how you were very, very subtly hinting at it, that that has changed over time. Um, I assume you have a Spotify account too, right, Matt? Like I'm assuming I do. I don't, I don't have the paid one. I just have the free one. Oh, really? You don't have a paid one. Do you have any paid streaming music or any music services? Do you have any paid? I had. I had Apple Music at one time. Um, yeah, I did have Apple Music before. Um, I was going to say something about preferring one over the other, but uh, I don't want uh, our podcast to get shut down on whichever platform. <laughs> but, I seriously doubt that will happen, considering that <clears throat> only your mom, my mom, and my second mom are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you you had to bring that back into the, the podcast, didn't you? Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. Probably not. But I did have one that I preferred more over the other. 
Um, I thought one was a little bit better at creating playlists and sort of introducing me to new music. Um, I would agree that I, I think the most, I, I think most people, at least in the world today, probably get music from streaming and that it does give you access to pretty much a, just about any music you could ever want all from, you know, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to carry around. Do you remember when we like, you know, you'd have to carry around like the, the books, like the, the books of the CDs. The books of CDs. Like, like the, you'd get like the case and then oh, have, like, you'd have all your CDs. You take in the all case. the CDs out of cases. I didn't like doing that because I liked leaving the case. I liked leaving the CDs in the original like CD case. What a nerd. Um, because I liked putting them on display. Nerd. I wanted to show off my music, okay? So, okay, that's actually a really good point. Uh, and that's something I want to talk about, is having a music collection. Something like vinyl, or even CDs, or even cassette tapes. You could curate a collection, and when someone would come over you could show that to them or have it on display. And it was sort of an extension of your your musical tastes and personality. I don't think we get that anymore really at all today with streaming streaming music. And I, I think that that is valuable. I think there's value to having um, a, a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... I don't know. I have mixed feelings. It's I think I think it's one of those things that change comes with positives and negatives, right? Like streaming is way more accessible, way more affordable um than it would be to like buy all that music. Um it makes it easier to be exposed to new music, but it leaves no physical traces whatsoever. And so, yeah, when someone comes over to your house, there is no physical thing for them to look at. It's all on your smartphone, which you're probably not displaying to everybody. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's that the also the whole point that if, let's say hypothetically, the internet ever came crashing down to the ground or Spotify went out of business, all of a sudden all that music's just gone. Whereas if you have a cassette player, why did I pick cassette player? Um, if you have a CD player <laughs> uh, and you have a CD, regardless of whether Spotify goes out of business or whether that record company goes out of business, you still have a completely working copy of the music no matter what. So... There's definitely some downsides to streaming, but there's some some definite upsides to it as well, of course. That's why we gravitated to it, but I think there are some things that are lost by moving to streaming, even though some things are gained. And I think that's what you're hinting at. Yeah, so 
I might even go so far as to disagree with you on some some points. So I would agree Uh-oh. that generally we can access music, uh, a wider variety of music, through streaming instantly in such a convenient way mm-hmm. more than ever before. And you said that was something that really attracted you. Like that's that's part of the reason you like Spotify. Yep. But do you ever feel like you... I feel like sometimes there's can be more creativity when you have limitations. So I think sometimes when we have access to all of that, it can become very easy to just jump around to the next song and to the next song and to the next song without really giving something a fighting chance. We just get so bored with things and... I think we've lost a lot of musical artists sort of artistic message when they release an album. Like, you know, you used to go buy the CD or the vinyl or the cassette, you know, and you'd listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'd listen to the whole album, you know, you'd pop it into the, the stereo in your car and you'd listen to the whole CD while you were on a road trip. Yeah, but nowadays, you know, you just buy a song, and usually, I feel like when an artist releases an album, the album usually has some sort of artistic sort of message behind it, and when you only listen to one song, I I think you lose that. Um, the other thing I had is <clears throat> you talked about. being able to be introduced to more music today easily yep. than ever before. And I, I, I agree with that to an extent and some streaming services have helped me discover different artists. Um, but if you've ever, if I don't know if you're into vinyl at all, but like if you've ever been to a record store or, you know, back in the day when we, had more, I I guess there's a lot of them now. They've sort of made a comeback. Um, but you could go and talk to an employee and they would say, Oh, have you, have you heard this? Like, have you checked out this album? Like, what are you listening to right now? And you could have a conversation with a real person and, you know, not only connect with someone, hopefully, um, but be introduced to music that way. And, I, I think that the way that we're introduced to music um, through a lot of streaming services is just not very organic. I think that it's a lot of, you know, it's an algorithm just recommending very similar artists. Sure. And so I think you can almost sort of get stuck in this loop of like just listening to the same sort of thing or being exposed to the same sort of artist over and over again just because oh well Spotify has calculated that you like this type of music and you like these artists so we're just gonna you know recommend these sort of cookie cutter or we're gonna give these sort of cookie cutter recommendations just because that fits the mold Mm -hmm. whereas if you were talking to an employee in a record store you might get 
a recommendation that's really out of like off the wall, something that's out of your normal wheelhouse that really like opens up your mind or shows you something that's totally new that you wouldn't normally get recommended by, you know, a a streaming services algorithm. Sure. Um, I, I think my opinion is with all this is that you have people who long for the old way of things, right? They want things to be the way they used to be. And I get that. And I think there are things from my life that I, I remember I'm a nineties kid and I look back sometimes at some of our family videos and I miss the way things used to be. Um, and there are some great points about the way things used to be, right? Like being able to go to a record store and being able to ask somebody, you know, who should I listen to? Uh, what's what's a, a new artist that you recommend? But I, w- I would say that, I mean, every time something changes, you gain something and you lose something. You don't just lose something, um, usually. And I think sometimes people's attitudes about music changing or just any type of change, whether it's video or whatever, you know, television or um, life before cell phones, it's people just hyper-focus on what's lost and not what's gained. And I think then there's the other side, people hyper-focus on what's gained and not what's lost. And really... Any type of change results in something lost and something gained. And so like in your case, the thing that's lost is maybe like that personal connection with somebody that get recommends you an album that you never would have otherwise like been drawn to. And maybe you discover new artists that you would have never listened to um, because of that. But I would say too, like there's many artists, like I, I have Spotify, there's many artists that I have been exposed to that I never would have been exposed to with the way that things were done prior to today. So I would say like in a way like that change has caused me to be exposed to new artists that I would have never been exposed to any way that I liked. And I think some of that has to do with the listener. What is the listener's preferences? Because a listener that likes a specific genre of music and only that genre of music and only wants to hear more of that, they're not really looking for suggestions for different types of artists. They're wanting to hear more of the same thing. Whereas somebody like me, I like a lot of different genres of music. Like I pretty much like, I think I have some semblance of appreciation for just about everything except for um screamo music uh mumble rap and uh atonal music (laughs) um i think i can like appreciate almost i can appreciate rap i can appreciate rock with some screamo in it i can appreciate metal i can appreciate pop like i actively seek out multiple genres of music and there's a lot of artists that I would never have bought the album to hear their song, right? But because I'm like listening to a pop playlist, I heard their song. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it's sort of, yes, it's sad because something's lost, right? And I think we focus on, I think sometimes we maybe we over-focus on that. I don't want to forget about the past. I don't want to pretend like the future's 100% better than the past. It's not 100% better. Something is lost. But I feel like, for me, it's allowed me to, I personally think I've been exposed to more music with it than I maybe would have been before. I mean, even when we were kids, how often were you going to a record store and asking for recommendations from the owner? Like, I feel like that was before our time even. Um, Cause I, when yeah, we were growing probably. up, it was cassette tapes and then CDs um, and then MP3 players. But there was more social, <laughs> yeah. there was more social interaction maybe with that even then than there is today maybe like more did you get the latest reliant k album or whatever you know um Mm -hmm. there's not really that anymore i mean you could say there's did you hear the latest reliant k album but it's just it's a it's a very different world now i also think the experience of shopping for music was more exciting Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was just because I was a kid, right? But like, you know, I remember getting my first CD and being so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the first, like, the first album, a cassette tape or CD that you remember buying? Do you know what this is? Is that why you're bringing it up? <laughs> Um, I don't know what it is. The first music album I brought <laughs> was a Baja Men album. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, yes way. That was my first and only cassette tape I ever owned before CDs made their way th- into my life. Um, it was definitely Baja Men. You know, who let the dogs out? Who? Uh, I still don't know who let the dogs out. Funny. Um, that's why I thought you were asking. That's why I thought you brought it up is because you knew. Because I, I, I told other did people not this. know that. I've told other people this. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't know that to be honest with you. But I did not. I did not know that. There are still pieces of me that you don't know, Matt. Yeah. What's in the dark corners of my past? Well, I have one that's probably. Um, Please be as embarrassing. I remember a few of them. A, a few of. I think the first one I ever bought was a Bowling for Soup album. Yeah. On CD. Do you remember like 1985? Who doesn't? So who I does think not? That, I think that was the first album. Or oh, that's right. It was um, Bowling for Soup, A Hangover You Don't Deserve, or something like that was the name of the album. It had the song 1985 and Almost and... um, Unpopular opinion, or maybe not that unpopular. Controversial opinion. Almost is a better song than 1985. Uh Uh-oh. Did I just say that? Mm. Yeah, I think so too. I like Almost better. Actually. Um, 
I liked a lot of the songs on that album. It's funny because I remember convincing my mom to buy me that album and it had parental advisory on it. And she was like, I don't know, like, <laughs> is this really appropriate? And I told her, oh, like, it just says that because there's only one swear word or something. <laughs> and we got in the car and she's like, let's listen to it. <laughs> Nice. And I think the first song on the album is Almost. And I think the the very first line of that song is, I almost got drunk at school at 14, where I almost made out with the homecoming queen. It gets worse. Who almost went on to be Miss Texas, but lost to a cockroach with like much bigger oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. No, he says he doesn't say. He says. <laughs> yeah. So, like, my mom immediately is like, "What? Not you. You will die." That's such a good song. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go listen to that. But that was one of the first ones I ever bought. I also remember buying a Good Charlotte album. Yep. Um, punk rock man. And I remember. Pop punk, I guess. Buying American Idiot by Green Day. Dude, and, uh, uh, another potentially controversial opinion. Uh, that is their best album, hands down. No contest whatsoever. I don't care if you like Dookie. Uh, American Idiot's a better album. Sorry. Go home. That's the one that I remember most fondly because that came out when I was like really... Reason- when I was into Green Day. So I would tend to agree. Reason number one, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Reason number two, Holiday. Reason number three, Wake Me Up When September Ends. Those are all great songs. See, I, I think Boulevard songs. of Broken Dreams is a little overrated. I, I don't know. That, I, that song is a little overrated for It's me. overrated, but, well, I, I guess I don't know. I really like Boulevard of Broken Dreams a lot. It was way overplayed, um, so I got sick of it for a while. But it's a. I think it's a good song. Um, yeah, I like a lot of the other songs on that album, though, more, personally. I think, actually, Wake Me Up So When September Ends is my favorite song on that album. Um, that one's a little bit more artistic, poetic, kind of sad-sounding, which is what I'm mm-hmm. all about. I like the sad stuff, so, you know. You're all about uh, depression. Yeah, yeah. Wake me up when September ends, because September really sucks, man. Um. Anyway, I feel like we got sort of off topic on nonsense. Um. On some of the stuff, but I mean, yeah, even even look at the way we're speaking about about um, Green Day. Some of our first memories with. With purchasing music. And I'm not saying that things are necessarily better or worse. I guess I just like to present a counter argument sometimes for for everything being new. Um, I'm not opposed to change or things being new, but I think sometimes there's this tendency to... Anytime there's a new, you know, oh, there's a new disruptive technology we have the tendency to just think, oh, well, clearly this is better. The old was terrible, you know? And I don't think that's always true. 
And I do think, I would agree with you, there's always something gained and there's always something lost. Um, and I think that's, like, I remember growing, going to vinyl stores and music stores and CD stores when we were growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. And, you know, when those stores were really, really struggling and really, really dying and they were sad. Like, do you remember going into some of those stores and, you know, they were falling apart and you could tell the business was struggling and, you know, oh, the, the only one left in town or, you know, this other competing store closed down and, Yeah, you know, stuff like that. I, like I, I don't know if you remember those days, but I think it's really interesting that um, vinyl has really made a comeback. And for all intents and purposes, right? Vinyl is a inferior, you know, quote unquote, inferior way to listen to to music because, you know, in theory, um, a, a digital signal is going to be more hi-fi. Or more hi-fi, right? Um, I I think it it depends because because I don't know if so records are analog, right? Like a record player, like traditional records, like it's analog. It's not digital at all. And digital has limitations, kind of like what we talked about in our analog to, um, versus digital episode. Uh, I don't know if that's come out yet. Well, it will have by the time this one goes live. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, kind of like our analog versus digital episode, digital has limitations because it has to represent it in data, whereas like the physical world doesn't represent things in numbers, right? It's just like, it just is like, if a tree is yeah, green, it's, it's green. It's not like a specific numerical value. I mean, sure, you can measure it that way. But um, anyway, like records are the same way. They're analog. They're not digital. So like in a way, digital has its own advantages, but so does analog. Like sure. superior in certain ways for sure. Maybe inferior yeah, I- in other ways. I'm not a sound engineer, so like I, I guess maybe I shouldn't have worded it that way because I can't comment on hi-fi or lo-fi or which is better I, in terms of that. I would say um, newer recordings sound more high fidelity than older recordings sound, but that might be, I don't know. I don't have an answer 100% for you there. I just think... I feel like there. I know analog is what people seek and want, but as time has gone on, technology has advanced, and really, digital recordings have had. I don't know. I feel like there's it, there's there we've grown. Part of the reason maybe the digital scene is superior is because of the other technological advances that have come along with digital recording. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like recording equipment sure. back when like say like the Beatles were recording was just not as good as it is today. So that might have been less reflective of the fact that it was analog and more reflective of just time that technologies had more time to advance. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a little deep, but um, I guess. Where was I going with all this? Um, well, yeah, I was talking about. So I guess that kind of plays into this. So I was talking about how I think it's interesting that, you know, record stores, I remember when they were really sort of dying and Mm -hmm. everyone thought they would be completely obsolete and would be all gone, you know, and I think it's interesting that they've made a comeback and you have young, you know, young kids, kids, people who are younger than us, right, who never had cassettes, who never had they vinyl didn't, they didn't develop the nostalgia and, yeah and but they they still buy vinyl even though they're not they're not attached to it for nostalgic reasons um you know they didn't grow up with that so i think that's interesting you know and i i couldn't really tell you exactly why there's that trend but um, it's interesting to see so many record stores out there now and, you know, see record sales growing and, you know, record store, or you can buy records, you know, vinyl records in Walmart or mm-hmm. Target or Barnes and Noble when for all intents and purposes, digital was supposed to replace vinyl completely. I mean, it, it Right, because there are a lot of advantages. Why are people choosing a more like quote unquote uh, inconvenient, inconvenient way? You know, an inconvenient way. Why are people choosing that over over digital when it you know is is theoretically more convenient? You were talking about how the Beatles their recording equipment was was different. Mm-hmm. And I would say, yes, recording equipment has come a long way since then. Um, but it's also interesting that we use technology. I, we talked about this in the analog versus digital episode, but we use digital recording software to emulate analog things. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes people want to get more of that raw lo-fi sound so they do certain things to emulate equipment that would have been more like what the beatles used right like uh anyway i'll I'll let you go now sorry i don't think anyone wants things to sound like they did back when the beatles were recording sorry people who like the beatles a lot but i don't think anyone wants like recordings to go back to that quality like not saying the beatles are bad like they they're not obviously but like it's undeniable that like technology has gotten better since then and sounds better since then um from a perspective of like microphones are higher quality now and can capture things with better fidelity than they were able to back then i feel like that's something that's kind of undeniable um but I think that, again, with all of this, something is lost and something is gained. I think I think I, I think we we still want that analog sound, but we don't want 
we still also want that some of the advances that we've we've gotten today from from technology advancing um I, don't, I might edit that out, but I think I think the big thing is is the reason that there is nostalgia is because something is lost, right? Like I feel like that's the reason that there's any nostalgia at all. But I I I always think that there's also something gained with where we're moving, and not just lost. But I think that that nostalgia comes from a place of missing what used to be, missing what is gone now, and. I think that even the younger generations can have an appreciation for missing what has been lost. You know, a simpler time, like being able to imagine a simpler time before streaming, being able to imagine what that was like and then appreciating it for what that, for what they imagined that would have been like, you know? And I think that's, I know that's really like, out there but like i feel like that's maybe some of the reason we've seen some people get back into vinyl is because they like they get they get why that was a good thing at the time you know they get what was lost and and they they appreciate what was lost in today's music world so that makes sense it's kind of out there but like i feel like that's the reason that we hold on to things like that. And there frankly are some things that are better about probably vinyl than digital, you know, than, than streaming. There just is. Um, but there's also things that are better about the new world streaming than like vinyl, like it being more convenient and having access to any song at your fingertips, you know, Am I making sense? Yeah. Sort of. You are. Yeah. If you had to choose one format that that's not digital. <laughs> um let I mean let's say you already you know you can keep using digital um cuz obviously that's an important part of for what you want to do the the business you do. But if you had to choose one format to publish music on in addition to digital, be it cassette tapes, vinyl, CDs, what would you choose? Um, uh, it's kind of a hard question. Um, Probably CDs, I guess, um, just because that's what I grew up with. No other reason besides that. I don't really get into the vinyl craze um, just because for practicality purposes, I don't want to have a record player and have to have space for a bunch of records. Um, I get why people like doing that. But me personally, it's just... It's... Um, I don't have the space for that, I guess, or I don't want to make the space for that right now. So I don't think like vinyl would be. Plus, I feel like vinyl is more niche than maybe. I guess I don't. Do they sell CDs anymore at like Target? Yeah, they still sell CDs at Target, right? Which is weird. 
but I don't know. I feel like vinyl has become more popular than CDs because I feel like both are sort of out, you know, Retro. outdated tech, right? Yeah. And I think that people are more likely, if they're choosing something for nostalgic reasons, I think they're more likely to choose a vinyl record than a CD for, for nostalgia. For sure, but I feel like the last time I was at Target, I saw CD more CDs there than I saw vinyl records. I feel like CDs are still some are still for some reason a relevant form of media distribution. Um <laughs> but I agree with you. It's so I, crazy. I think people I think people still I think CDs are almost seen as retro now. Um and I think that, yeah, more people probably, if they're going after retro, they buy vinyl, not CD. So I'm not really sure why stores sell CDs more than they sell vinyls. But I feel like CDs are still like, of the physical formats, CD is the latest physical format. Everything after that was digital. So maybe that's the reason that we see more CDs mm -hmm. than vinyl because vinyl is almost seen as like this niche thing. Whereas like CDs are like, if a store is going to sell a physical copy of a CD or an album, it's going to be a CD because they have nothing else that's they can sell. Right. Cause otherwise you'd go to like iTunes to buy a digital version of it, or you'd buy a subscription to Spotify. So they don't have anything else to sell except for CDs. Do you think people are less willing to spend money on music today than before because of streaming's prevalence? And I, I don't know. You probably remember. Yes. We were both. You, you remember Napster and like all of that stuff. And, you know, do you think people are less willing to spend money or to pay for music today than before? In a way, yes. I mean, I spend less money on albums than I ever did before. Heck, I didn't even buy the latest Linkin Park album on CD. I just stream it. Wow, I'm surprised by that. Um, you always buy their albums. <laughs> I love Linkin Park, yeah. I haven't bought an album in like five years, dude. Like, it's been a while. Like the only time I buy music anymore is to have a, a reference for mixing so I can import the audio file into my mixing session and like compare my song to that song. Like I don't even really. I remember you. I feel like you used to always be about buying the physical CD. I used to like to collect them. I still have all my CDs, but I don't know. I've, I guess I've shifted. Um, It's not that I don't like I that. just feel like in college you were. I feel like in college you were, even you know when streaming services were available, I remember you being all about having the physical CD. There's something artistic about having the physical copy. There's something almost artsy. It's like a work of art because you have it like in your hands. Like It's hard to really look at something that's digital and see it as yeah, like a complete work of art. Like at least You've got the, the album, sense. like the cover art. Yeah, the cover art, the lyrics in there, whatever they decided to do with that, the the CD art, 
um, the order of the album. I mean, I guess you can have that on Spotify, but it's just a little bit different. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm more of a streaming person now. Um, it definitely has changed my relationship with music, I feel like. Um, I don't listen to whole albums as much anymore. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because of streaming or because of where I'm at, like in, I feel like I have a lot harder time finding music, finding new artists that I really love and new albums that I really love. I have no problem finding songs that I really love, really like a lot, but like finding a whole album or an artist that I'm all of a sudden a huge fan of. I feel like it's harder to find that now. Like that's something that's definitely changed for me. I used to be, and maybe this is a symptom of how music's changed, but I used to be more of an, like loyal to an artist or an album. So like I used to have a more clear cut top five favorite bands. And now I really only have one favorite band and everything else is kind of a mix. Um, so I feel like I've shifted to being less of a being more focused on single songs than I am on like albums and artists now, which is a little, is a little sad because I used to really love doing a deep dive into different artists and listening to all of their stuff and yeah, finding I remember appreciation that. for it. I remember in college you. I remember, yeah, when we were in college, when we were roommates, you would get really into one particular artist for a little bit, and you would buy, like, you know, two or three of their albums Yep. and listen to the whole albums. I mean, I do miss that. Music's not the same. There's a lot of ways that it's better. There's been some great songs that have come out since then. So I won't pretend that music's gotten, music has not gotten worse. It's just, it's different. And yeah, I'm nostalgic for the way things used to be. But I also sometimes get excited about new things that are coming out, you know? So. I I get, I guess I get a little worried about albums going away. Um, Like the future of music 10 years from now only being releasing singles all the time and never releasing albums because mm -hmm. like a song on its own is great but when it's put into this story that the artist is trying to tell through an album it enhances all of the songs on the album um it's it's like telling a whole story versus just sharing one chapter with people and um i guess i get a little worried that we we're going to in the future lose albums like albums will just like cease to exist because it's it's easier and faster to just release one song at a time and that's what fans want because they want to 
they want to hear a song every month from their favorite artist. They don't want to have to wait a whole year to get a whole album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I hope that we don't lose albums, but I guess we'll see where music continues to go. I think people will still keep producing albums, personally. I think it'll be more common to have a lot of singles. I mean, it is more common now. It's for sure more to, common to now. To have more singles. But I do think that albums will persist and there will still be a place for that. I hope so. Anyway. Did you get a chance to share what you wanted to share on this subject? I feel like I... Yeah, I did. I, did. On, I think we got a little off topic. I, I Nonsense. We the, never I get guess, off topic. Yeah, it was, how, it was about how we consume music was really where I was going, but we kind of got into how music reco- was recorded and different mediums and... I think that's all relevant, um, though. I mean, yeah. it's all about the reasons why we like certain ways of consuming music. I don't know. I think it's all all good stuff either way, mainly because it came out of my mouth and your mouth. So I'm not biased. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have for episode 20. We made it to 20. 2 0. Yeah. Think about All that, right. folks. Until next time, uh, maybe listen to the radio or some albums, or we didn't even talk about radio, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a whole other um, way to consume music that we grew up with that we don't really use much anymore i feel like because most people just stream i listen to the radio still when i'm in the car and you i don't know with radio you hear like local news and stuff too but anyway we've definitely run out of time um that can be a man i didn't even think about that to know we'll have to save that for another episode um let us know uh your your guys's favorite uh, way to listen to music and until next time Stay tuned.